Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Barbara Jean, and I am so excited to bring you some wonderful, wonderful news. And we begin tonight just by taking a moment to remember that today is World AIDS Day, and the AIDS epidemic is far from over. People are not dying in the streets they were in the 80s. However, the epidemic is still growing, still moving, and there's a lot of people who are dealing with the aftermath of what that disease does to the body. And all of the drugs are there to keep it at bay so you can live with HIV. That doesn't change <clears throat> the overall impact that it has and the difficulty so many people face. So today we just remember in our hearts and minds those who didn't survive it. And today we dream about a day when there is something to change it. And on that note, thanks to LGBTQ Nation, we have a story about, <clears throat> pardon me, an HIV vaccine. Yes, a vaccine. So this immunologist is using nanotechnology for an HIV vaccine, and it could change the epidemic forever. When immunologist uh, Julin Chen, 32, first decided to specialize in research for an HIV vaccine, he wasn't wholly self-aware of his underlying motivation. It was early in his career, and although Chen was already out as gay, he still harbored shame around his sexuality, like so many do. Looking back, he says, I think I just wanted to do something related to myself and the community that I belong to, but I was in denial, Chen told LGBTQ Nation. Before, I guess I felt ashamed of being gay, but after years of doing this work, I finally sat down to think about why. I talked to my friend and realized there's nothing to be ashamed of. As an early, early, <clears throat> as an early career immunologist, Chen represents the future of medicine. A historically homogenous STEM field, his innovative research aligns with his ethos of dismantling stigma about queer people and HIV, both in his discipline and society at large. Born and raised in Taipei, Taiwan, Chen relocated to the United States in 2017 to earn his PhD from Duke University. He is currently a postdoctoral research fellow in pediatrics at New York's Weill Cornell Medical College, where he and colleagues explore the use of nanomaterials to research the elusive HIV vaccine. Duke University's Dr. Joel Collier, one of Chen's mentors, pioneered the study of nanomaterials. In vac vaccines, they may help increase immunity against a target pathogen and stabilize antigens. According to Chen, the novel technology has become increasingly popular in immunology circles over the past decade. So there is hope that one day soon, this virus may well be history. I'm looking forward to that day coming. Okay, here's, here's a fun story. You know, has your spouse ever sent you to the store going, oh, you bought this? That's not what I want. Go take it back. Well, <laughs> this gentleman um, in the suburbs of New Jersey, an inconvenient return trip to the local grocery store turned into a life-altering adventure for one unsuspecting man. 
Little did he know that a frugal decision by his wife would set the stage for for an unimaginable twist of fate. 56-year-old Little Fairy resident Tayeb Suami had purchased orange juice for $5 at a ShopRite in Hackensack, but his wife told him to return it because it was on sale for $2.50 somewhere else. Swami then went to the customer service counter and the Powerball sign read that $306 million, well, that caught his eye. So he bought two tickets with the cash he was refunded from the orange juice. The next day, he stopped at the local convenience store to check his lottery tickets. The first ticket scanned wasn't a winner. He said, uh, the second ticket was good, but on the scanner, it read to see the cashier. He thought maybe the machine was broken. The cashier immediately said, oh, my God, after scanning the ticket. What do you mean, oh, my God, he asked her. But she kept repeating it (laughs) because Tsunami's heart rate started to soar. It took him two hours to get home because his hands were shaking. When he walked in in the door, his his wife asked him, you know, what took so long? And he started crying when he showed her the lottery form. In the end, the tale of a $5 orange juice bottle serves as a reminder that life's most remarkable moments often unfold when we least expect them. Oh, woo! I think I got to go take some orange juice back. I don't know about you. All right. Oh, and here's the sweetest story. This is also from Sunny Skies. You know, we love that there's organizations out there putting out good news that we can borrow and share. This is the heartwarming reunion. Lost dog rescued after two months on a Colorado mountain. mountain. Uh, in a tale of resilience, compassion, and canine camaraderie, the community at Myers Ranch Park celebrated a joyous reunion when a dog missing for two months was successfully rescued from the Colorado mountains. What, oh, he's so cute. The story unfolded when two intrepid hikers stumbled upon a furry friend along the trail, alone and injured. Undeterred by the challenging circumstances, the hikers attempted to befriend the distressed dog only to face an unexpected challenge as one of them sustained a bite while trying to assist the wounded pup down the mountain. Recognizing the urgency of the situation, the hikers promptly contacted Jeffco Open Space Rangers and Animal Control for assurance for assistance, excuse me. One hiker bravely stayed with the injured canine, providing comfort and assurance while the other descended the mountain to seek medical help and guide rescuers to the exact location. In a fortuitous turn of events, a a vigilant ranger recalled a lost dog poster that had been displayed in the park a month earlier. Swift communication with animal control led to a call to the dog's owner, paving the way for a heart warming reunion. Having recently had my dog of nine years pass away, my heart just goes out to these people to get their puppy back. That is a sweet, sweet thing, I can tell you. Wow, such such good people in the world. All right, well, you know, travel can be a bit of a bit of a thing. Well, here's the quiet new Concord, New York to London in an hour and a half. Can you imagine? Oh, I'll tell you, I've got a trip coming up. I wouldn't mind flying in this one. NASA is developing a quiet supersonic jet in order to replace the dreams of the Concorde with one that is significantly less 
deafening to the people down below. Because remember the Concorde, <laughs> when it took off, it was boom. So the supersonic passenger plane called the X-59 aims to fly faster than the speed of sound at almost twice as fast as the Concorde was. Engineers are aiming to reduce the sound of the typical sonic boom to a sonic thump. Hmm. Well, that might be better. NASA reported in August they have identified potential passenger markets in about 50 established inner city routes, and it's hoped one route would see flights from New York to London up to four times faster than what's currently possible. At the moment, however, it's sitting in a hangar where it will be painted at the Lockheed Martin facility in Palmdale, California. And once painted, the team will take final measurements of its weight and exact shape to improve computer modeling. We're incredibly excited to reach this step in the mission when the X-59 emerges from the paint bar barn with fresh paint and livery. I expect the moment to take my breath away because I see, I'll see our vision coming to life. Mm, I like that. That's going to make travel a whole lot easier. You won't mind sitting in the center seat, maybe, if you're, <laughs> it's only an hour and a half. All right. So, you know, there's been a lot of trauma around the world. Lots of uh, disaster things have happened. And this is a remarkable, remarkable uh, growth in science to be able to produce an IV bag that doesn't need to be held up to make it work. And this is really, really important. A team of South Korean student inventors have been awarded the 2023 James Dyson Award for an air pressure controlled IV bag that will allow rescuers in disaster situations much more flexibility when administering life-saving life fluids and drugs. The inspiration was the Turkish Syrian um, Earthquakes in February of 23, which resulted in over 55,000 casualties with a further 100,000 injured. And through the evacuation process, medics had to move through harsh environments while holding up several IV packs in their hands for their patients. The team from Hongkik University in Seoul designed the Golden Capsule, a non-powered and hands-free IV device that uses elastic forces and an air pressure differences rather than gravity. This means that medics in disaster zones do not have to hold the bags while transporting the patients. Just imagine how much easier that is going to be and how much quicker they'll be able to get people out. Good news all the way around. Well, we're going to take a short little commercial break and we'll be right back. So don't go away. More good news to come.
And we're back. Well, we know what happened in Maui this year, and it was really awful to watch, to hear the stories. Well, here we have a little bit of good news. Well, a fair little bit of good news, actually. Joy returning to Maui as Walmart and Salvation Army bring holiday cheer, surprising thousands of kids with toys. It's been a difficult year, and with the wildfires that destroyed the community in August. But with the holidays approaching, so is the kindness with Walmart and the Salvation Army stepping up with tens of thousands of free toys and gifts. The organizations wanted to give back to the children affected in the community with holiday celebration. There I go, getting teary again. And surprise toy giveaway. I'll tell you, when it comes to kids, I got a little soft spot there. Walmart donated 35,000 toys to the children, brightening their holiday spirits through two events. They held a Christmas party for two elementary schools. Uh, King Kamahamaha III was destroyed beyond repair in the fire, and their students and staff were relocated to Princess Nahian. Okay, I my apologies to anybody from Hawaii. I really don't know how to pronounce this school, so... Anyway, was relocated to this campus where the Salvation Army decorated their large gymnasium with festive scenes for the big reveal. Not only did the 800 children receive thousands of toys, Walmart showed the staff appreciation with Walmart gift cards to use during the holidays. Held exactly three months after the devastating wildfires, this heartwarming event aimed to bring joy to the families impacted by the Lahaina fires and create a winter wonderland filled with surprises and delights. I'll tell you, you see these big companies, sometimes it's nice to see them giving back a little love. One of the most heartwarming moments of the day was when large gift bags filled with toys were distributed to each child present at the event, which was kept under wraps for it to be a complete surprise. Can you imagine those kids? In a second event, a Winter Wonderland toy shopping spree was held last week at a local Walmart store when more than 1,800 Maui children and their families were able to shop for multiple toys free of charge. That's my kind of shopping. Uh, the smiles and excitement on their faces were testament to the love and care shared by the Lahaina community, Walmart, and the Salvation Army. I'll tell you, kindness is something that, you know, all of us have the ability to do it, and maybe it's time we did. So I invite you, practice random acts of kindness and senseless beauty just for the joy of it. Okay, speaking of beauty, abandoned wells turned into whimsical sculptures to irrigate villages with a smile in India, and these are beautiful. Abandoned water wells are being rejuvenated with a dash of color, and here, where clean water pulled from small wells is a daily necessity in the semi-arid district that is entirely irrigated by rain and not by rivers, 163 wells were targeted for the project by local administrators. Dreamt up by the District Rural Development Agency, DRDA, work commenced in August in 2022 and was finished by December. Whimsical designs like a treasure chest, cup and saucer, a wrapped present, and watermelon were chosen for the well's structures and shelters in order to raise awareness and enthusiasm for water conservation. 
an important thing. But the eye-catching designs were only the finishing touches. The important work was the recharging of the wells with a series of pipes that channel water from the surrounding land into the wells. Over time, the wells had been abandoned and became holes for dumping garbage. The wells for the project were strategically chosen based on their location. The wells situated near overhead water tanks and near water tanks were chosen so that the water overflowing from the tanks would drain into the wells for recharge. The wells situated in the low-lying areas were also chosen for the rainwater to automatically drain to the well through the pipelines. A village leader told the paper that children now frequently play around the well shelter, which has been built to look like a basket with bright colors, and the area has become somewhat of a gathering point where people socialize. I love it when people can come together and have fun and celebrate. That's a beautiful story, and I'm really glad we had it tonight. Okay, speaking of artists, I'll tell you, some are so creative. Who knew you could decorate a sculpture and have it underneath water? This artist decorates underwater sculpture park with 25 figures of local island people in the Caribbean. These are outstanding. Oof. A British artist has crafted life-size sculptures, all of which have been cast from members of the local community in Grenada. The installment, known as the Coral Carnival, was created by Jason DeCare Taylor in collaboration with a team of local artists, drawing inspiration from the country's vibrant annual caravan. The sculptural process procession portrays a range of symbolic carnival characters, each one celebrating Grenada's rich culture and heritage. The sculptures provide a major upgrade to the underwater sculpture park, which Mr. Taylor created back in 2006, the very first of its kind in the world. So anybody who likes to go in the water and do a little diving or whatever, here's something to see. The sculpture can be found about the 10 feet or three meter mark and so easy to be seen by snorkelers. The designs, adorned with jewels, sequins, and feathers, represent the first time paint has been used in underwater sculptures, but with materials friendly for the environment. Very important. Made from high-grade stainless steel and pH-neutral marine cement, they are installed in a way that ensured that the local reef was not damaged by the anchoring. The basis of the sculptures even include holes and shelters designed for marine life, such as octopus and lobsters to inhabit. One of the characters depicted in Coral Carnival is Jeb-Jeb, an important symbol of Grenadian culture and freedom. Although the name translates to double evil, the masqueraders are not devils themselves or related to demonic culture. Instead, they are satirizing the thoughts and actions of slave masters from the past. This is a beautiful thing. The project was funded by the Grenadian Ministry of Implementation and Tourism, as well as by the World Bank. Yay, I love that. If I ever take up uh, scuba diving or snorkeling, I might just check that out. Okay, so we know that our world is, uh, you know, warming up that we need to do things in order to ensure that life can be sustained here. I think planet Earth is fairly safe, 
we living on it may not be if we don't do some things to make a difference. So this couple <laughs> decides to plant trees and they plant 2 million trees uh, in 20 years to turn a destroyed forest back into a wildlife haven. So in 2001, the legendary photojournalist had a dream of restoring the forest near his home in the state of uh, Minas Gerais. Now, 20 years later, his family property is a biodiverse paradise. His work over long years saw him and his wife and volunteers plant 20 million trees from 290 different species across over 1,500 acres of desecrated hillside, recreating a natural forest ecosystem into which rare animals have now come to live. The story is a famous one. The photojournalist documented some of the most dramatic events of human misery of the 20th century. He authored half a dozen books, ex exhibited his photos around the world, and was the subject of a documentary, Salt of the Earth. When he came home in 1998 after reporting on the exodus of the Rwandans into the Congo, the land around his family home had been completely destroyed. The land was as sick as I was. Everything was destroyed, Salgado told The Guardian back in 2015. Only about 5.5% of the land was covered in trees. My wife and I had a fabulous idea to replant this forest. And when we began to do that, then all the insects and birds and fish returned. Thanks to the increase of trees, I too was reborn. This was the most important moment. So 2006, 2012, things are growing. That same year, they founded Institute, Instituto Terra, which focuses on environmental restoration and sustainability, uh, rural development in the Rio Doce Valley, located in Southeast Brazil. And it makes up part of the other great landscape of the country. The Atlantic forest biome, which is far more temperate than the Amazon and far more threatened. So today the property is officially titled Private Reserve of Natural Heritage Farm. I, I should have, you know, with this story, I could have got my producer to help me with some of these words. Anyway, and hundreds of animal species have returned to this area, including ocelots, purple-breasted parrot, and the Atlantic tiki. 173 bird species have been identified. You can listen to some of their squawking, and there's just so much going on there. So life has been restored. There's so much we can do with a little imagination, a desire to make a change, and a willingness to put in the effort. All right. So one more great story. It's so easy to condemn. It's so easy to judge and criticize. It is so easy to throw the book at somebody. Well, jobs, not jail. A judge was sick of sending kids to prison, so he found a better way. By the year 2000, Judge John Phillips had long since lost count of the number of minors he had sent through the California penitentiary system for crimes committed during a violent, unguided, and hopeless adolescence. You send these people to prison and they learn to become harder criminals. We know that, right? You go to jail and you become worse rather than better. So in 2003, he set out to find a better way to get kids an environment of support where they could pass through these difficult years with a hand on their shoulder. 
Uh, Phillips started the ranch at the base of a hill in the town of Salinas, utilizing an old juvenile detention center, ironically, and with a board made up mostly of county supervisors, judges, and law enforcement leaders. Rancho Cielo is a vocational training facility, <clears throat> facility, excuse me, culinary academy and private school that only works with at-risk youth or youth living below the poverty line of $19,000 a year for a family of four. At first, the organization running it would only take in adolescent offenders. But as the 21st century marched on, Salinas took several turns for the worse and in 2015 saw more underage murders than anywhere else in the nation. Youch. Uh, the strategy changed and Rancho Cielo would be frequently passing by high schools, county jails, juvenile detention centers, homeless shelters and foster homes, always asking if it were possible to take in the worst of the worst, hoping to interrupt the course of these youths' lives and turn them toward a brighter future. To that end, it has a wide variety of programs, much of which is hands-on and kinetic, from carpentry and construction program, vintage car repair, to beekeeping and equestrian career. Experts and industry professionals frequent Rancho Cielo to share their knowledge, uh, like Tom Forget, who teaches the auto and diesel repair shop, and Laura Nicola, co-manager of the ranch restaurant, whose other job is at the James Beard uh, award-winning La Bicyclette. Upstairs, traditional high school level classes are held by academic for excuse me for academic topics like writing and math, usually to prepare students for a GED or comedy or community college admission. This is paired with additional preparatory courses like resume and cover writing and interview skills. Wow, this guy did some good work. In my other school, it was all reading and writing, uh, says one student. Here, the teachers are more chill. You don't have to stay in your seat all day. You can do things that are hands-on. It's cool. Don't you love it when a teenager says school is cool? That's the way we change the future. That's the way we begin to make an impact that's lasting. And that's how we begin to create a world that works for the highest and best good of all humanity. Thank you for being here today. You've been watching the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Reverend Barbara Jean, and remember, today is World AIDS Day. Be sure to share a little love, and if you notice any place of stigma, resistance, or pain towards other people, make a difference. Shine a little light on the kindness that is in your heart that you might make a difference in somebody else's. Have a great weekend and know that you are loved. Bye for now. Like, share, and subscribe. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought, Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, 
Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, La Mesa. Satya Center. Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey. Unity of Savannah. And Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle. As well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring.